Well, you know, I have a theory based off of the most recent iPhone announcements is we have to want something for next year always. If they ever give us what we want, we won't be happy. Well, yeah. you have to tell them what you want, what you really, really want. And then I might tell them what I want, what I really, really want. I want to, I want to, I want to camera in the center of my freaking iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> we killed him. Oh, man. <laughs> he said. That was good, man. And that's oh. going to be the intro to our show. Is that right there? <laughs> <laughs> This is The Front End Tech, episode number 8, the week of September 16th, 2019. I'm Jonathan Suarez. I'm here with Jesse York. What's going on? And Stephen Morris. Yo. And, wow, what a week. It happened. The (laughs) apocalypse. Yeah. (laughs) Now we're just getting all the, uh, everybody talking about the iPhone and how great it is and Oh my god, night mode, it's so fantastic. Yeah. We love the green, we don't love the green. Apparently it's the best camera, dude. Okay, so okay, so real quick, everybody, okay, so what I recently just saw was somebody had the new iPhone 11 Pro and they were showing the night mode and then they showed next to it, like the Pixel 3 and it's night mode. And I was like, but the Pixel 4 comes out next month. You can't make this comparison. It's a brand new phone with an old phone. That's come on people like i know you want to jizz all over the new iphone but come on hold up hold well, what up. if the pixel 4 what if the pixel 4 has the same exact phone as the pixel 3 or the same exact camera as the pixel 3 we don't know that yet do we? well yeah but we don't but that's that's why we gotta wait till the event comes before we start making comparisons between the pixel and the new iphone yeah if everything i've actually read about the pixel 4 they did change their selfie camera quite a bit or at least the front-facing camera, or they added a camera to front-facing or whatever for their fingerless gestures and what have you. Oh, yeah, that's most of, uh, that's Android 10. All the gestures are more uh, Apple-ified, but that's okay. I mean, and I think it's in, I think it's in Android and Google's best, best interests to make operating systems when it comes to gestures more similar. Yeah. Just because it makes the transition a lot easier and you don't want to have to deal with that. And then you just lose a customer because they're like, well, this gesture doesn't make any sense. And then they just go back to Apple or vice versa. So, yeah, I look forward to it, though. I look forward to the Pixel announcement, like the actual event, excuse me. Um, See what happens because it's mostly been their software that's done all the. Yeah. All the work. I'm excited. I think the Pixel is what I really want to be a contender for Apple. I think those those two could really become super powered and push each other to greater heights and we get to benefit mm. and we don't need bixby to be part of any equation <laughs> is that's just my this is bixby button tech that's the hill you're gonna die on huh but dude like why why even have bixby when you have google assistant already you know you're just wasting money on resources yep. they're google no, I mean Sa- Samsung. That's what I mean. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Samsung's just wasting money on resources trying to come up with their own version of Google Assistant when the operating system that they use already comes with Google Assistant. So it just doesn't make any sense. 
to me. Look, Samsung can't even figure out which flagship phone that they want to be a flagship singular. But they're the best, phone. dude. They're the best. It's, it's fine. They're the best manufacturers in the biz. Real talk, though, I would have loved to see an Aura Glow type color on an iPhone. Thought that would have been pretty sweet. I wanted to see that blue. Oh, that midnight blue thing. Yeah, that thing looked really good. Yeah, but you wouldn't you wouldn't not get black though. Stuff like the naming department in Apple. Could you imagine them trying to name an Aurora type color? Oh yeah, they would just call it Aurora Borealis. That's what they would call it. They're like not midnight color. <laughs> yeah. X Pro. <laughs> this is Apple's yeah. color Pro. <laughs> Aurora Glorialis. That's what it yeah. would be. You didn't like regular colors. We got you all of them. Pro. <laughs> yeah. Brought to you by Crayola. Starburst. Brought, brought to you by Slofy. I told people at work that I was gonna that I was gonna name my first child Slofy, if it if it's a girl. And the middle name has to be Bixby. Slofy, no way, no way. Speaking of Pokemon, did you guys see Ash finally won the? Uh, he actually won the league. Dude, he's a champion. I kind of hate that. I hate the way he looks. Okay, <laughs> just personally. <laughs> I don't like I, hate like, this I don't guy. like the the new design of Ash in that whole series. It just looks weird. He got more bubbly as time went on. That's what happens to you if you vacation for too long. <laughs> Man, the Pikachu's face looks like a ditto. I, I can't. Get I over. was not sure you were about to say ditto. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I was no. like, he must really hate these appearances then. <laughs> <laughs> not that bad. Oh man, these Alola regions—they are risky. Oh, there you go. There's the color Alola, Alola glow, Alola glow. Yeah. Wouldn't it be more like an orange? So it would be more like. Oh, I see it. I get it now. Okay, I was gonna say like orange, you know, kind of like a sunset. I'm now. I get you. Yeah, I like okay. the Alola glow. You're onto something. And it's shiny, like a shiny Pokemon, and it's super rare. Only one every, only one every fifty Apple stores carries one. Actually, people would go nuts. Never mind. People would actually, people would actually kill each other over, over something like that. Right. Every time you have to try and get one, and then you fail, <laughs> and then you have to reset the game and walk out of the store. You, you go in, you actually spend a lot of money on it, and then it runs away. <laughs> <laughs> Throw rocks at it or candy. See if that works. Yeah, you keep throwing rocks at your representative. <laughs> You've angered him. He ran away. It's the, it's the new Apple Safari. Oh my god. <laughs> We are off the rails. Apple Arcade. It's coming soon. <laughs> coming soon to Apple Arcade is Apple Safari. <laughs> oh, I just want to, I wanted to point out something. Uh, I've been watching this bad show that is my guilty pleasure called Titans on the DC Universe app, right? And I just want to let you guys know that almost everybody uses an iPhone on that show, but Batman, Batman uses a Huawei P30 Pro. It's got that teardrop <laughs> notch and everything, dude. So if you want, if you want the phone that Batman uses, you get the the phone that doesn't have an operating system right now. Yeah, but you need that sweet refresh rate, man. Yeah, I guess Batman's eyes are are better than everybody else's, so he needs uh he needs that sweet refresh rate. Ba- Batman is the operating <laughs> system. <laughs> Just want to let you know, man. That's te- that's how the tech world is. In the DC universe, gross. Show is not show is not good, but I, some so for some reason I'm just addicted to it. Like, let me clarify, this is garbage. I watch. Yes. You're just very proud of this, huh? Yep. Well, all right. Well, 
I guess we should actually start, huh? Speaking of Pokemon. I was going to try and come up with a Nintendo segue, but I don't have one good enough to describe how disgusting this thing looks. Cue John. You know, I'm looking at this. Nintendo will, will literally sue the shit out of these guys if they try to release this thing. I know this for a fact. Like, they, they just will. Dude, they do. They sue happy, you know? And the thing is, it's like, if you're going to get a gaming control, you get that, uh, what is that, the ROG? The ROG phone? Uh, it's the ROG phone, you hear. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I like saying ROG. ROG. It just sounds hard. Yeah, but, I don't know, like, why? This thing looks, they look exactly like Joy-Cons. It looks like a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, it does. It looks like a Nintendo Switch, the guy at the kiosk in the mall would try to sell you. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be the product that people sell on the black market that has, like, all these pirated Nintendo games on it already. Like the, like, Soldier Boy's, is it Soldier Boy? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, Soldier oh, Boy's yeah. Uh, console that he had. Nintendo's actually suing him for that, too. Oh, they sued him like crazy. Yeah, they did. This this kind of reminds me of like where you go to like a Walgreens and you see the the knockoff AirPods and then you get up close to them and you're like, not even ew, close. Ew. <laughs> this is this is Razor's attempt at that. And it's just like Nah. Like what are those little slots right there under the buttons? Like what what even is that? Uh ventilation? I don't know. Wait, don't they, they have a diagram, don't they? Yeah. I mean, Razer's been trying to do this for a long time. They really want the gaming phone. I mean, they tried. They really did. I just don't... I don't see... How Nintendo doesn't sue? Yeah, well, not only that, but, like, this looks like a... Like, is this a phone? Like, is this going to have Android on it? But it's a, it's a game console? No, it's just a game console. Well, they, they, they lost. They already lost. That, that's what it is. Yep. They got to stick to just, you know, making controllers and uh, sponsoring esports people. Oh, man. Speaking of sponsoring esports people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, speaking of esports. Yeah, look at Scuff doing stuff. I didn't mean for that to rhyme. Uh, no, this this is kind of neat. You know, as the as rise in gaming and, yeah, we have the whole... Everybody's looking and paying gamers now to switch to their platform. Scuff is finally named the official control partner of EMLS, or Major League Soccer, which is pretty neat. I just thought it was cool, because you and I both use Scuff controllers, and we could have a third person use a Scuff controller, but he's too good for it, apparently. Yeah, man. My car breaks down too much. I have to spend money on that. <laughs> All I'm saying, Jesse, is it would elevate your game to another level. That's what I'm afraid of. You know... <laughs> if you're already, if you can see the top, I'm just afraid of shooting over it, because it's lonely at the top, you know? Yeah, but like, you could ascend even higher than the top. Yeah, and you're already playing at a handicap as a warlock. Imagine if you switch to a hunter <laughs> and a scuff controller. Oh man, you kidding me? We'd have the best player in Destiny history, probably. Shallow eat your heart out. Like, that's what I'm afraid of. You're afraid of being better than Shallow? No, back in the old Call of Duty days. <laughs> where you just you get back onto a game you haven't played on in a while and you say man my was my sensitivity was a 10 was i insane what was i on <laughs> what drugs was i taking yeah i mean the uh the wireless snes controllers just went on sale what, yesterday oh, yeah. or the day before or something yeah i got to order those actually so we could finally get those actually i'm going to order those right now while we're talking 
All right. Well, well, while he's busy, Jesse, would you like to read out the specs uh, and the RAM that we finally just got for the new iPhone since Apple was too good to say them on stage? Oh, man, that's something that we were actually bothered by that they didn't say on stage. The uh, iPhone 11, the four gigabytes of RAM, you got the... I'm just going to go down the, the batteries first. I think that's what everyone really cares about because that's what Apple cared about. So since they brought our attention to it, I'm gonna do a little backwards. I'm gonna go iPhone 11 first, then we're gonna go 11 Pro Max so we can just see the total difference there. Pro Max. The Pro Max. There you go, that's how you gotta say it every time. <laughs> <laughs> the 3110 uh, and the iPhone 11, so 3110 milliamp hour battery. We have the six gigabyte RAM, the 3,500 milliamp battery in the iPhone 11 Pro Max. What a huge jump for those. So I'm gonna be completely honest. I really was hoping that they would go to the 4K range, like 4,000, because looking at this, yes, it is a big difference, but I'm just thinking, how much nicer would have that looked if it had like six gigs of RAM and 4,000 milliamp, like it would have just looked so good. I think they were trying to show off with that chip. I think that's what they're trying to do. I think that's why they stayed within that, like everyone's doing it range. I don't know, I'm just happy that we finally have the specs, to be quite honest. Like, I don't really care. Uh, I like it, and it's definitely a big jump, but uh, eh. The Super Nintendo controllers are sold out already. I'm extremely upset. Are you surprised? Yeah, I thought a little you would bit. have already had them, to be honest. I, I should have, but I was, you know, not looking at my control my uh my not phone constantly stuff refreshing stuff yeah. over and over again. <laughs> oh man i'm so upset right now <laughs> god damn it dude they'll be back don't you worry i know they will but i want them now hmm. i'm american i'm all about instant gratification okay <laughs> so uh they're, uh they're selling for 90 bucks a piece on ebay right now oh my god these guys are savage these guys are savage dude you know what would be better to use 90 bucks for? Steven, why don't you tell him? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Gang of the Segways pack. Okay, so Jesse brought this up, and I really wanted to talk about it because it's something that I've been really excited about basically all week. So another another channel, Relay FM, is doing this huge fundraiser right now, and it's doing it for the entire month of September, which is um, Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. And they are the first podcast ever sponsored by St. Jude. Like, this is a really big deal. And um, one of their uh, hosts had a son, has a son, who had cancer and is in remission. And they're doing this huge fundraiser. As of right now, as of right now, they have crushed two of their goals already which was the first goal was $75,000 and the next one was $100,000. And right now they're at $140,000, uh, a little over. Smokes. Um, and their new goal is 175000 And this is something that's uh, close to my heart uh, as a father. Um, and so I knew if I was ever going through anything like this, like it would be a really big deal uh, because the best part about St. Jude is that they don't charge the families anything for treatment or research or any of it. And that is such a weight off of a parent's shoulders. Um, you can't imagine. I can't imagine. And uh, <laughs> I'm already close to tears just like talking about this. Um, 
but I didn't want to step on anybody's toes because I didn't want to, uh, if there's like a podcast faux pas, I didn't want to commit it. So I reached out to Relay and I wanted to ask them and make sure that it was okay that I kind of plug their fundraiser in our podcast. And I just used their help site and I, I sent an email thinking, you know, who knows if they're ever going to get back to me. Uh, I have no idea. I just expected, you know, some tech guy to respond and let me know if it was yay or nay. Um, but the one of their co-founders of Relay FM, and they have like 37 podcasts, which is massive uh, as, a, as a network. One of their founders, uh, Stephen Hackett, actually responded to my email and said, the more the merrier. So I'm basically using this, excuse me, basically using this podcast that we have as kind of a platform and basically asking any listeners uh, if you have anything uh, to to basically go go to uh, stjude.org backslash relay and it'll take you to their fundraiser site. Um, and basically, I stand firmly. I've already given a couple times now and I'm a, a member of their, of their network so I give $5 a month anyways. But if you plan on upgrading to a new iPhone, I see no reason why you can't give, you know, like a hundred bucks or yeah. less, you know, something. I mean, that something. phone is, yeah, that, that phone is over a grand, you know, if you're going to do that or get like the new Apple watch, I see no reason uh, why, why you can't donate. And it's not like this isn't going to anything good and we're not getting paid for this. No one's getting paid for this except the families uh, that you guys would be helping. And so, um, that was really it. I just wanted to talk about that for a little bit and let everybody know because it's the entire month that we still got a couple weeks left. So it would be really cool if uh, we broke 200K. I think that would be a really big achievement for any podcast or any fundraiser ever. I agree. I completely agree. So cool. Uh, thank you for your time. And that's what I've been so excited about like all week. Uh, I'm pretty mu- I'm pretty sure I like blew up Jesse and John's phones after I got the email saying that it was okay because I was giggling. I was so happy that they said it was fine that we could do this so well that was pretty much it uh we can go back to tech stuff now um but thanks for listening i really appreciate it and uh if you do give dope yeah you should you should give um so speaking of giving money how about taking money as in as in taking properties from whom uh, let's say the trillion-dollar company Apple wants to take a property away from the billion-dollar company Sony. <laughs> you make Sony sound like they're the poor kid on the block. They're just right, like, yeah. but they kind of are, though. How Please, right? Please take my money. <laughs> no, it's just that Apple is just the the big bully in the schoolyard. You think so? You think Apple is a, the biggest bully? No, nah, well, I guess not. They're just the intimidating one. They're the one that it's like. If he wanted to be a huge bully, he can be right now. But he's not. He just sits alone at his lunch table and has lunch alone, uh, waving, fanning his hot, his hot, sweaty face with his $100 bills in front of everybody. It's like an old Southern gentleman. It's like, oh, oh <laughs> yeah, my. exactly. I do declare. <laughs> I do declare. I do declare. But, yeah, uh, I don't know. So what's going on? Apple? Apple's trying to... Uh, by Sony Pictures, not Sony. Yeah, it looks like they're. Uh, this came from. <laughs> this is funny. This came from Yahoo Finance of all places, which um, 
is a weird place to get news, I admit, but uh, it did come up when I was looking around, and in the list of acquisitions we had for Apple, in the list of acquisitions for them, they were looking at A24 Studio, Lionsgate, Viacom, CBS, and Sony Pictures. Sony isn't even last. You have MGM and Netflix uh, after that. Like, So I wonder if this is high on their priority list. I mean, Sony already can't get along with Disney. So right. who are they going to turn to next? I'm surprised you didn't say uh, that you found this on sloppyseconds.org. <laughs> uh, that's good. Because that's, that's some good stuff like right there. <laughs> yeah. That's some good stuff that's right high quality. there. High quality material yep. we got. Look, look, look. <laughs> Yahoo is a perf... I can't even. No, I mean, you're right. It's pretty rough. They have some good stuff every now and then, but I'd never use Yahoo as my main source of anything, really. I'm surprised Apple would go after Sony after the big like media day they had with Disney, though. I, I'm not. I mean, when Sony or when uh, when Apple launches... They're not going to have a ton of stuff. They're basically going to be more of a... They basically are going to release an app that you can log into all your other services through, minus Netflix, and just go see stuff through there. But as far as content, I mean, they're going to have some stuff, but they're not going to have a lot of TV shows and movies, and they're not going to have like this big, huge thing like Disney is going to have or that Netflix already has. So... I would not be surprised if in the coming weeks and, you know, in the next year, Sony really, or damn it, Apple really starts buying up properties. I mean, because they can, right? I mean, they have stupid amounts of money, and that's why they did this, because they can they can afford to just throw money at their problems. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what the streaming services are kind of doing. It's what it looks like to me is a big game of Red Rover. It's like, how <laughs> strong can we make our line, and who are you going to send over? Yeah. That's what's uh, that's what's so interesting about these streaming wars, because we know at some point, everyone knows in the back of their mind, they're either going to all join together in some way. We could call it cable. It's just a wild idea. Um, yeah. Ew. Or... Uh, they're going to implode because there's too many streaming services out there. It's an oversaturation. I don't think it'll implode. I think much like cable or no, I don't think cable is a good analogy. I think much like the early phone and computer days where you had a bunch of different people trying to put out phones and computers and stuff. And then slowly those all died. And you only have like a few big leaders in that market now. I think that's what's going to happen because right now we have uh, NBC announced their, you know, their streaming platform and what they're going to be calling it. Which can we just admit right now is the dumbest, most ridiculously. What is it? What's the name? Peacock. Yeah, dude, they win the award for stupid. Wow. NBC Peacock. <sighs> Man, take it all in. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm- I've got to inhale. I've got to inhale that peacock. That's a rough one, man. Yep. Hey, hey. Did you uh, did you see that I blame- Parks and Rec in the office are coming to Peacock? I'm uh, I'm just gonna blame Comcast, just because. We can blame them for everything. Yeah. So I'll blame Comcast. It's just, I don't want to spend a lot of time on Peacock. That's just a really dumb name. <laughs> oh my god. It's a horrible. Hearing name. you say it bothers me. 
MBCP. MBC Peacock. God, why? I don't know. And what's... Is it going to be one of those things that's going to catch on? I remember iPad was a... Was it was ridiculed at launch? Here's the thing, like, you should. Okay, this is either gonna be super successful or it's gonna blow up in their face. So you have, you have Apple TV Plus, Disney Plus, HBO Max, Peacock. One of these things is not like the other. It doesn't. It doesn't sound good. Like, they could have just. Yeah. They could have just done NBC Plus. Or they could have just done NBC or literally anything else. I get the Peacock. I get their logo. I understand. I remember like the old TV shows when like the Peacock would frill out and stuff. But man, come on. That's so bad. I'm sorry. No, don't, yeah, you don't that, have to be sorry. Can't. It's just bad, man. It's just bad. It's comical in how bad it is. Wow. But um, yeah, so. If, if we watched that, we would be bird watchers. <laughs> <laughs> Quit bird watching. I used to say that to people uh, in the urinal next to me. <laughs> hey, man, quit bird watching. It makes everybody uncomfortable in the bathroom. You're like, it's my peacock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like that's just, it already failed. It's already dead. I can't, I can't, I don't know. Call me shallow, shallow. But I just can't subscribe to that name. What show could get you to subscribe to that name and what amount of shows i don't that's the thing though it's like what does nbc own parks and rec the office 30 rock brooklyn 99 cheers everybody loves raymond frazier saturday night live oh shit all right uh well frazier then you know what sign me up (laughs) because there's rumors that frazier's coming back and you know that's the thing i guess we were were asking this question uh, a little earlier but yeah for me i guess it's content matters yeah. Right. I mean, I don't know. I'm a big believer in there's always going to be a good show coming up. Like if there's not, I don't rewatch shows because I could do something better with my time. Like sit in the urinal and make up words that make people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> so we got that. Uh, I mean, Sony, I mean, if we're just going to stay on the streaming services for a minute, uh, Sony sold Seinfeld to Netflix which is a really big move for Netflix since they're losing so much, you know, big content. Yeah, Seinfeld's pretty huge, huh? It's got its following. Yeah, I never, I've never been a really big fan, to be Me quite either. honest. I never got it. I was more of a, I like Friends more than Seinfeld, and I know like both of them had their thing. You're not the city guy though. I mean, you came from California. <laughs> I think uh, John is the has to be the expert on this. On what? Seinfeld. Oh, I, I love Seinfeld. Yeah. I'm not like a mega fan that can like quote every episode, but yeah, I love Son- I love my Seinfeld. Maybe that's why Steven and I can't get behind it. Yeah, maybe it's a location thing. Oh, maybe. I don't know. But I like Frasier better. If I were to rank them, it would be Frasier, then Seinfeld, then Friends. But everybody, but I'm, I'm the minority, right? Friends is everybody. Everybody loves Friends. It's also like the the level of comedy, and not to sound like a pompous ass but i think fraser is a more like intellectual kind of a com- comedic oh, humor gonna, than I'm friends gonna tell you to watch <laughs> i'm gonna tell you to watch one episode of fraser and then you tell me you tell me look there are a bunch of rich white people that live in condos <laughs> I, know, but it's, I don't know man so you acknowledge it it's okay i understand no yeah yeah they are though 
they're super like snobby uh doctors that live in high rise apartments in Seattle. Right. Yep. But it's just it's psychological humor too. Yeah. Because they're psychiatrists. I mean, based on my experience, everybody loves Raymond. Oh yeah. And everybody hates Chris. Got him. Everyone hated Chris for a while. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> then everyone hated the show. Speaking of things that we hate, I need to know how to feel about Amazon Music here as far as like audio files are concerned because I don't think I really care about like high def audio. I don't really. Do you want to call it cheap title? Because that's basically what, the, what it's trying to be. Yeah. Yeah. But nobody gives a crap about title. Well, okay. I don't think the audience is as big as title likes to think it is. No, it's definitely not. It'll never be. <laughs> it's all audio files. Yeah. Yeah. I think I just like, I don't really care. You know, I, I like it. I did take, did you ever take that test that NPR has on their website? I don't even know what test you're talking about. There's like a test where they give you like six songs and you play three different, sam- like th- three versions of the same sample of each song but one's like lo-fi one's like regular mp3 and one is hi-fi and then you have to guess which one or not guess but you have to be able to tell or you you tell which which one you think is the the hi-fi version of that sample okay so uh for the listeners um i'm gonna get to this in a second but uh this is this is steven coming in just to to fill you in on someone that we know uh, we have a good friend. Um, his name is Jordan, and he is what you would call an audio snub. Snob. Well, I asked him. I asked him straight up if he had a if he had a hi-fi uh, digital audio player, like a portable one. Uh huh. And he said no. And I was severely disappointed. Yeah, but he has two pairs of Gucci headphones. And yeah, but there's a difference between like, does he use a a DAC or DAC with his uh, Gucci headphones? Yes. When he's listening to music. Oh, I don't know. You know, so I mean, does he listen to vinyl? Like, is he a vinyl head? Like, these are things you gotta. These are the things that you gotta ask, right? This is a good point. And if if he did, if he was a subscriber to Title, then yeah, I would say all day he's an autophile because he would pay that much for so, something that doesn't have nearly as much of the. Uh, of the 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 library this might else does this might be a little confusing because we kind of jumped around a bit so amazon is launching a (laughs) new tiered music service uh called amazon music hd and yes i'm doing air quotes knowing no one can see me uh Mm -hmm. but they're gonna charge 14.99 a month for hd um but they're also gonna have ultra hd Oh, what? God. Why oh, though? No. Like, why we? Yeah, that's not okay. a joke. There's lossless and then there's lossy. That's that's all you need. Apparently not. For the record, I scored a three out of six on that test. I'm pretty Ooh. sure a fifty percent is failing. If I scored a six out of six, I'd be ordering my my hi-fi stuff right now, and I'd be <laughs> dropping some snob bombs on everybody. Yeah. Uh, about having superior hearing. I think it comes to like screen resolution and like being able to tell different screens apart. Like that's where I belong. But uh, yeah. when it comes to audio, like so long as I can hear the music and it doesn't sound like I'm talking underwater, uh, that's okay. I've been punched in the ears too many times. For me to trust what my ears hear. So, 
this new track is great, but I really wish they'd get rid of that incessant ringing in the background. Anyone else hear that? <laughs> These artists really love that sound. I mean, the ringing sound has got to stop at some point, right, guys? <laughs> guys? Anybody? Guys? From what I read, though, there are some people that, like, you know, like pro violinists that can tune a piano by ear because their ear has been next to a violin their entire lives. Yeah, I don't think this... Those guys could probably tell the difference. Yeah, I don't think this is um, like a dumb idea. I don't think that's dumb at all. I think, you know, Spotify tried it a while back and then they stopped for whatever reason. Uh, Apple has never tried. They're too busy focused on what they already have and trying to reach as many people as they can. I don't really know anybody that tells me or ridicules me that listens to Amazon Music and laughs because I use Apple Music. It's usually just people that listen to Spotify that laugh at Apple Music listeners. Dude, well, yeah, I mean, because we we've been we've been on the boat since day one. Well, see, that's like, the thing. When streaming was streaming was laughed at. Yeah, that was me. I was one of those. I was that guy. I had Spotify Premium on my Galaxy S7. Ew. Yeah, I know. You I know. Disgust me. But anyway, to put things in the perspective, Title Hi-Fi is nineteen ninety nine a month. So, take that as you will with. Uh, Amazon HD Ultra Plus Alpha <laughs> EX Upper Arcade Edition. Whatever. No, but <laughs> yeah. God, it's just. Uh... Plus, most of the most of the audio files already are on title anyway, so it's like I don't know if Amazon's like too late to the game or what. Well, John, I mean, we're not questioning Amazon's ability to do this, but I just don't know how it's done. How difficult is it? to create lossless tracks well that's the thing that's the thing most tracks like that uh that are purchased are usually already lossless right like you could find lossless audio anywhere it's just when you compress it into mp3 then and it like cuts the size and to an eighth of what it would be or, or whatever it is i don't know what it is exactly uh that's where you get the like the mp3 is the compressed version okay yeah, cause, I mean, Amazon's always been about doing that extra thing. I remember I got uh, the music for a while because they gave away the whole Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack for free one month. Mm. And I'm like, oh, you know what? That uh, was a great soundtrack. I'll get on there for that. And uh, you got to keep it, download it, do whatever you want with it. See, what would what would pique my interest about Amazon is if they add this on to your Prime subscription. Well, they had a note about that, didn't they, Steven? What was that? Sorry. Uh, instead of adding it on to your Prime, you'll get a discount if you're a Prime member, right? Oh, I'll get a discount mm-hmm. for being... Wow. Yeah, it's a discount. Yeah. Like, how much of a discount? Like, 5%? It's not much. Sh- it's it's like a couple bucks. Yeah, a couple bucks. It's nothing, like, significant that would make you want to switch. Or add it, I don't think. God, I'm already triggered. I'm, I'm on Amazon Music's website right now. I'm already triggered by the interface. All right. So, um, while, uh, while John freaks out... Um, another one of our final streaming uh, talks, Apple Arcade launch, it launched three days early yesterday, and uh, John and I got to actually play it. Uh, both of us are running the beta. Unfortunately, uh, some of us uh, are not on iOS 13. Cough, cough. Uh, it's all right, man. You'll get it. You'll get it. A couple uh, days. In two days. A couple days. I can't wait to hear your, uh, your notes that, that you're going to make when you switch. Well, our next episode 
All oh, I need God, to know yeah. is what high scores you guys have, and my notes are going to be you seeing my name over yours. <laughs> well, I haven't, I haven't played any high score games yet. Yeah, same. I think because it integrates with Game Center, so we would have to like add each other and then like start our own thing. But uh, John, you were talking earlier about uh, Overland. What did you think? Yeah, then? so I played. I played two. Uh, I guess tac- tactics like movement. Well, one's like a like a tactics like adventure game where you you navigate around the uh, a grid. What is it? Of it's Overland. Oh, okay. And it's kind of like a. Uh, I'm trying to think. It's an adventure game, but it's man, I don't even know how to describe it. But it's kind of. Have you ever played Final Fantasy Tactics? Nope. Have you ever played? Um, you have, right, Jesse? Nope. Have you played any like tactical or strategy role playing games? Um, you played Advance Wars. Have you guys ever played Advance Wars? I mean, I played Super Mario RPG. Okay, I mean that's almost the same. Not to right? flex or anything like that. Yeah, I mean we all have. <laughs> okay. Still have yeah. the OG cartridge in box, by the way. Wow. Well, that's probably worth. It's probably worth a pretty penny. It is. Yeah. How do you think he's gonna afford his new iPhone? Yeah, dude. I still have Hot Wheels in my cards, by the way. I had a childhood. Well, yeah. 100, the- 150 bucks you can make Super Mario RPG in box. Anyway, you, you, you triggered me. Uh, well, so this game is kind of like that where you navigate around like a, a grid. Like you have a set number of like spaces you can move. But it's an adventure type game that's set in a post-apocalyptic world. And like the first thing, like the first stage, I guess, if you will is there's these monsters that are attacking your buddy and you have to like find gas to get and get to a car to drive off and then you pick somebody up and then now I'm like raiding gas stations and shit for for gas it's weird it doesn't slowly build up it just kind of throws you in the middle of it just kind of throws you into it yeah that's cool I like that and I'm and I'm and I like those types of games already but I'm also I also started this other game called Spaceland I guess Overland Spaceland which is kind of the same, but it's in the future, but it's more combat-based as opposed to mm. item item management and survival. Uh, so that was cool. And the third game that I actually played was Pinball Wizard, oh, which no. I actually like a lot, which I actually really like a lot. <laughs> but it's not just a regular pinball game. Uh, you're like this wizard dude, and like you have to hit certain things in a pinball-type mechanic uh i don't know if that's easy to follow or whatnot but is it like sonic pinball it's a, yeah yeah it's a very much like sonic pinball look at that look at these deep cuts i hope our audience is about the same age we are <laughs> <laughs> no but it's it that game's really cool uh so far the three games that i played i would say are worth way more than 4.99 in general yeah and that's that's how i feel about well two of the three games that i played uh so i played Sayonara Wild Hearts, which was way better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, the Just the music alone was fantastic. Like 10 out of 10. That music was so good. Changed with each level. Each track was great. Um, it, it was just really immersive, and I really liked it. And I found myself just like wasting so much time playing this game, even though I knew I had to test other games. Uh, I really kept finding myself going back to this. Um, the second game was uh, is called Dear Reader. 
and basically like you're reading sections out of a book um but boring yeah yeah here's the thing like and you basically there's a sentence and there are like words that are out of order and you have to like figure out where they go never mind awesome downloading it right now (laughs) yeah yeah but here's the thing here's the thing and this is why i don't have it is it forces you to like you start off with one book and you can't change books until you finish that one even if the book sucks and it's boring and like the first one i was just i was just not happy about because it's pride and prejudice i have zero desire to read that book (laughs) wow it's really it's actual books like it's not just you know yeah a word puzzle yeah what's the name of this i need this it's called dear reader i'm so excited for you guys it's it's bad but the final game is my 10 out of 10 would recommend to anybody game and that is what the golf it is oh i gotta download that it is so much fun and it's basically if you think of any any uh like game that you play on your phone that's a golf dynamic where you like drag back on the screen to launch the ball basically that's what you do except every time you do that on each level it's not what you think is going to happen so like oh interesting so like the levels change each time so sometimes when you pull back and you launch you're launching the golfer and then like sometimes when you pull back on the arrow to launch the ball the arrow launches and it's like oh you have to get the arrow to the flag and then like later there are defenders and when you launch the ball the first time you have to dribble around them by pulling back each time different amounts there are like mario mimicked levels where you like jump on top of blocks and you have to jump on top of bad guys and kill them and it's just it is so good and this game alone hands down made apple arcade worth it and i really look forward to seeing like what else comes from this and i would love to see like this game continue to grow and evolve i don't know if that's how apple arcade is going to work but i still haven't beaten this game and i'm like 30 40 levels in and i i it's amazing hands down i have a full i have a full uh iphone page full of app arcade games that i got that i have to try out still so that's what i was gonna ask uh, me not having it if i could play the the interviewer for you guys mm-hmm. uh what is it like downloading the games is it pretty easy i mean they go yeah, pretty it's just quick. on the app store yeah you basically download them kind of like an app so so do you guys have the same suggested games because you guys have oh, listed some different games. So is your main The interface is all suggesting? the same. The Apple Arcade is the same, but coming later, they will have a suggested leaning for you. And they'll, um, Apple um, Suggestions is in the App Store itself. You can enable suggestions in the App Store in iOS 13, and it will look at like what apps you have on your phone and what games you like to play, and Suggestions is its own tab. And you can look at that and it will suggest things for you based on, you know, what you download and what you like to play. That is very cool. Um, what about once you get into the game, does it take a lot to get into these games or can you kind of share your uh, username across each game? Or do you have to log in and create a profile under each game you're trying to play? Nope. So it integrates with Game Center. So if you already have a Game Center via, you know, this is all iOS, so... If you're an Android user, sorry for you. Game Pass will come out soon enough. Um, no, you just basically log in with your Apple ID, 
and that becomes your game center profile and it works for every single game in apple arcade wow that sounds like it's really smooth there's a there's also like a hints area too like if you're struggling uh you can just go to the uh the arcade page on the app store and they have like they have like little articles that people wrote to help you through some stuff i like that which is kind of neat too i think i think that's great yeah, and you don't have to worry about like, oh, oh my god, like I only get three hints for 24 hours and then I have to pay for more or like oh, yeah. I need more lives or something like that because that is what Apple is undoing here. And if all of their games are at the quality that these are, I am very excited. And like this is coming from somebody that gave up on like mobile games years ago. Because yeah, they're trash. Because they're all trash. They dude. are. I tried downloading a golf it type of game the other day, and I've never been so furious in my entire life. Yeah, and I think that that just goes back to, you know, what I've said a few times is like Apple realizes what their store has become, and like they're they are really doing their best to unfuck it, and you know Google is doing the same thing. They're going to have something similar coming out. What's going to be more interesting is once both of these services are are going and they're exclusive to their own platforms and you have developers working for one company or another how many games will they be able to release a year with finite amount of developers yeah um you know will the will it taper off to like one game a month or one game every couple months or how is that going to play out and I, i'm i'm sure there are more developer more game devs than ever before i mean People are getting into coding and, and love video games, and so I'm not really overly concerned right now. This is more like down the line, how is how is going to have exclusive games, how is that going to work? Um, and how many games will they be able to release? Because Apple said 100 games when this launches. We only had, I think it only launched with maybe 20 to 30 games, I think, for, for us um, yesterday. So... When this launches officially, uh, it's going to have 100 games. And then there's going to be new games every month. At what point does that taper off and become less and less uh, is what I'm interested in. You know what I think is amazing about it is that there's so many game developers out there for mobile games that probably don't like their mobile game as kind of a gambling machine. But that doesn't mean their skill level isn't top tier. Now they have a place to go to that they can trust that their, you know, hard work's not going to turn into a gambling machine. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, you know, the way that Apple buys these games isn't, it's, um, I think, I don't know where I read this and sorry, um, but they were talking about how this goes down and basically Apple um, meets with them, looks at their game excuse me, uh, comes out with a projected uh, amount, like what it's worth, and then like how how many downloads it's going to have and stuff like that, and then they add more money on top of that, and then they just pay them outright. So I think that's probably a better investment than, you know, you throwing your game into Apple, Apple's store with in-app purchases, and then Apple getting a cut of that. Um but then the developer loses money if it only if it only has like five downloads. You know they have a net negative income than it took to produce the game, and a bad image now. 
So, you know, mm-hmm. putting yourself behind a big name like that is going to help that image out a ton. I am, I'm pumped about this in a way that I haven't been pumped about, like, AAA titles. Well, Jesse, have you, did you have an Xbox 360? Uh, my brother has always gotten the opposite console from me, so kind of. Okay, so did he ever mess around with uh, Xbox Arcade? Oh, yeah, all the time. Because this is, ba- this is basically almost the same model. See, that's amazing. Except... Like where you have all these, lo- but the the difference is instead of having a bunch of low cost, uh, valuable games by uh, you know lesser known developers or even some bigger known developers that are trying to make a quick buck, it's just a four ninety nine a month, which is like a steal. That's I wasn't expecting great. these to be. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to be like that because Xbox Arcade was actually pretty big to the point where I think they had. People requested their arcade games to be transferred to the Xbox One. Oh, my brother one loved it. It was a huge bragging right for him. Yeah. You get into the uh, PlayStation battle. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, though. Like, the PlayStation never really had anything like that. No. Where, you know, it's either, you know, go big or go home. Play- but, I mean, they do... I mean, now, like, mobile games have changed have changed everything. Yeah. So now you can get low-cost garbage games on anything now. Uh, but these are not garbage. And that's the thing. Like, I wanted to compare something like this to what happened in the vi- the big video game crash, of the 1980s. Uh, like yeah. everybody was make everybody was making garbage for the Ataris and yeah. uh, all those other things. And Nintendo like stepped in and was like, "No, we're gonna have to get our seal of approval on your software if you want to sell it on on the NES." That's great. And that's kind. It's kind of what saved gaming. Oh man. Um piggyback off that just real quick i just want to throw in a recommendation if like the history of video games really interests you and like you used to play on like an old nintendo entertainment system or a sega genesis dude seriously console wars such a good book it uh, basically just goes into like the rise and fall of sega book. yeah i've talked to you yeah. before about it same with uh, amir i told him about it and then it also near the end you know, I don't want to spoil a ton of stuff, but it uh, it also goes into the fallout between Sega and Sony. Sony was going to produce stuff for Sega, and then it ended up falling out, and Sony decided to come out with the PlayStation, and, you know, here we are today. I mean, things went okay a little bit <laughs> after that. Yeah, no, it's it's a really good book. I'm excited about the book. I'm excited about Apple Arcade. This is this is the kind of stuff I like. Like this is how you let me know that you don't just care about upgrading your tech, that you actually care about upgrading our experience. Yeah. And I t- man, like it's kind it's kind of crazy. I didn't expect it to be like blown away like this. And I only played two games so far, but I downloaded how many how many slots do you have in a page? 1 2 3 4 5 six. I downloaded 24 games already. Put them in a folder. Put them all in a folder. I'm just keeping them all in one page now. Like, so I want to display it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna. I I want to display it, and at the same time, like I want to. Um, I just want easy access. Yeah, you have more. You have more access in a folder, so you could download more. Yeah, games. but a folder. But a folder will. A folder will limit it to what nine slot nine slots. I'd rather instead of like. Well, since these are new, since these games are new, I wanna. I wanna just swing, dude. You have three icons on your on your <laughs> iPhone. So I don't, I don't even want to wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you talking about? Yeah. In my dock. Yeah. I have three because that's the way it should be. And then I have four folders. 
in his yes. yacht. Yes, there's, there's four spots in the dock. Yeah, but it looks all crowded, and there's no space. It looks I all don't know, man. Ugh, clumped together and gross. You know what? You know what? That that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do. We're gonna have to do that soon. We'll go. What's in our bag? And we'll go over like our home screens and stuff. What's in your yacht? And you're gonna be like, nothing's in my bag. It's all in a shelf at home, in one box that I can't see. <laughs> that's what you're gonna say. Everything I use every day is just in a box on a shelf somewhere, and I don't really use anything. And when I walk by it, I <laughs> scream at it, but I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. Use it anyway. Exactly. But it knows. You know, I feel yeah. personally attacked right now. Um, well, I digress. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's like Cat Quest 2, I'm not expecting to like that game. But I want to try it, and then I'm going to delete it. And, you know, Lego Brawls, we'll see. Yeah, I'd kind of like right? to try that. I want to know, and I know we're just hanging on the subject right now, but I saw a video of something that looked to me like a battle ball that was racing on a Rainbow Road type track, and it's an Apple Arcade game, but the entire track looked like that Rainbow Road where you could skip over pieces of the track and land oh, back yeah, on the yeah, track. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what game that is. What is the name of that we'll, game? Find out. I don't, we'll, have to, we'll have to find out. Tune in next week. Dude, I, I can't. You're just gonna eat up all these games. I am about to have a problem. Like we're no drug, to, no drug addict. We need to make a, like a, a ranking or something. I said last week we would crush a hundred games in a month, and you guys laughed at me, and you were like, "Oh, I don't know who's gonna crush a hundred games in a." And now here we are, and Jesse's on borderline having an addiction already, <laughs> and he doesn't <laughs> even have them yet. Dude, I am. I'm telling you right now that. My grandfather owned arcade games, arcade cabinets. I grew up in a bowling alley. That's where I was raised. My Both my parents worked there. My <laughs> uncle owned it. My grandfather. This is like the Jungle Book, but instead of the jungle, you were raised by video games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, this is basically Tron, <laughs> right? Yeah, you're Tron. This dude. is the plot for Tron. What? Yeah. Smoking was legal, right? I had a crib in there in the bowling alley. And so my parents didn't want That's me awesome. around all that smoke, which, come on, it was everywhere. But... I hung out only in the arcade area, and my grandfather owned the arcade cabinets, so I would just constantly play them and learn how to work on them and fix them. So I had to get my name on every high score, so from 1 to 10. So if I got second place, it didn't count unless I was able to bump my name into every single high score chart. I'm going to be doing that with this Apple Arcade. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, man. This is this seems like a like just a way better version of Xbox uh, Xbox Arcade or Xbox Live Arcade or whatever it was, which was a big deal. Tune in next week for the intervention that we're gonna have for Jesse. Dude, I don't have a problem. You have a problem. I could stop anytime I want. <laughs> <laughs> These are choices. Damn it! I made a mistake on Dear Reader already. I feel stupid. It's all right, man. Don't worry about it. Uh, speaking of things that should make you feel stupid, how's Borderlands 3 with its, with its terrible resolution? Oh, man. Okay, so there's a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear it. I want to hear it all. Well, it's a good game, and it's Borderlands, but there's just you know there's just a lot of things that are wrong with it. And we've been running into a lot of issues, just every game that I've been playing. Like, somebody has a can stuck to their head, or someone can't see their animations when they do their their action their uh super their you know their super i guess if you will uh but yeah the resolution thing is a real issue because it's almost like you know you guys have played minecraft right yes you know how things in the background like don't really render until you like get there oh yeah 
Like imagine if imagine seeing a poster on the wall and seeing a layer of blur on top oh, man. in the center and then a layer of something that did render underneath it that's oh. not blurry. What? And it's almost like there's a lot of stuff yeah. like that that yeah, and it's really not it's not good. Okay, so to piggyback off that real quick, that is something that some video game developers do, but they don't have to do anymore. Um, so I was watching another recommendation, if you like video games, uh, the video game historian on YouTube, amazing. His stuff comes out like every few months. Like he's not a frequent um, like YouTuber, but when he posts his stuff, it is amazing. He did one on Spyro, which is like really close to my heart. Like I love Spyro. And they came up with this technology basically overnight where in order to save space uh, and to allow the console to actually run it, and this was on PlayStation, to allow like dated tech to run their newest game, they did that. So as you flew in closer to an environment, it would slowly render as you got closer. But when you were far away, it would stay blurry because it wasn't a big deal. You were focused on the things right in front of you and then the stuff far away would stay blurred out until you got closer. So back then, that's okay because it makes sense when you're making a game like that uh, in that day and age. Today, where we have, you know, we're we're borderland on a a PS5. (laughs) Borderline. I know, right? (laughs) Uh, Uh. Yeah, see, it took you a minute. Um, on a PS5, and you know, we'll get to the, the new specs that they announced recently uh, in a little bit, but the fact that like the, the resolution mode, like I was reading about this, and I don't even have Borderlands 3, and I was already pissed. I can't imagine what it's like for, for you guys that actually play it, and you guys are looking forward to this game for how long? Seven years, I believe. <sighs> Since Borderlands 2 came out. No, not only that, but like they, they, they could have introduced a bunch of stuff that destiny had nailed down and i you know i hate to sound like a destiny uh snob but like no no go ahead but like it's like it's almost like we've been eating prime rib for the last two years three years (laughs) five years i guess five years man it's been five years yeah it's been five years well i ate like a prime rib that fell on the floor when destiny first launched so like you can't count destiny one year one right i i would say since the since forsaken it's like we've been eating prime rib Oof. with and mashed like potatoes for two years and or i guess a year and then this game that's supposed to like encompass it's the original looter shooter it's supposed to encompass everything it's like ah it's it's there's just things that they that they could have added like loading screens shouldn't be a thing in a game like this right and I don't mean like we shouldn't have loading screens. I mean we should have the option to to mess around in the menus and stuff while in a loading screen, like we can on Destiny. That's been since, there since the first iteration of Destiny One. Like the fact that that's not in the game like this. Like I laughed at Anthem for not having that. And this is Borderlands. This is like my heart, right? So it it kind of like, it hurts to say it. I think it's important to tell people what you're playing it on if they don't uh, I'm know already. On PS, I'm playing on PS4. Uh, I heard, did you guys hear about some other issues that they were having what? where the Epic Games Store was deleting game game saves on what? PC? What? And they collected that huge exclusive check from the Epic Games Store too. 
in a looter shooter, that's a bigger deal than any other type of game. Yeah, yeah. To lose a game, save, to lose your save data is like if I lost my save data for Destiny Two, I probably wouldn't play it again. Oh my god! <laughs> Just, have to do all that grinding all over again. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know if they fixed it. I'm sure it's probably an easy fix because oh you're logged god. into a server, right? So it, it's got to hit a server. And then and then get back to you anyway. Well, thinking that can only disappoint you. Yeah, but yeah, but at this point in time, when you're playing through a campaign and stuff, and then you can't access it, or you have to call Epic Games and ask them to fix it for you, or and whatnot, it's just a hassle. Especially at the time that you might be figuring this out, you get home from a long day at work, you're like, hey, I'm gonna yeah, boot up like, this yeah, game like... at midnight or something, and like not have to call somebody. Yeah. Right. Oh, man. Like, I, I waited all day so I can get home and just play this fun game. Right. I'm going to go punch my pillow so <laughs> hard. Go, yeah. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick my pillow in my, in my face, and I'm just going to scream as loud as possible. Yeah. And then I'm just going to go to bed. But, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, those are – that's a PC issue. I don't think anybody's run into that on console. Uh, it's just – I don't know. Like, the more I play, the more mad I get at the game. But also, when I play it with my friends, it's still fun. So I can't say it's a complete failure. Uh, but I mean, Amir, Amir, our our boy Amir on a in our Destiny on our Destiny group, you know, he was saying um, like he's just playing it to get through it right now, and like he doesn't feel like he needs to play. And with when you're playing a game like a looter shooter. Like you have to need to play the game. That's not right? the yeah. That's not the mentality that you want to hear from somebody when they're playing your game brand new. Exactly right. Yeah. It's just like oh man, at this point I'm just like I'm just here to be done with it. No, because even like even in the horrible Destiny Two Year One launch window, I still felt like I need to play the game. You know, it was just I was running out of shit to do. Right. But I still wanted to play. You always wanted to collect. You know. That was the that was the problem was I wanted to play, but there was just nothing to do after three months. So, you know, that's, I guess, a good thing Des- for Destiny. But, but with Borderlands, like, if I, don't, if I don't get to play Borderlands 2 ever again, or Borderlands 3 ever again, I don't think it would affect me. And another thing and with, with Destiny, kind of like, rough. with um, Destiny has such, a, like, a deep lore as well. Uh, and so, like, when Destiny 2 came out, it was full of... So many problems we don't have time to go into. But because the story was linked to a lot of things we already knew about as players and had read about in the past, like that was one of the big drivers to keep people to play. Because you got to figure out what happens in the story and how Destiny ended up ruining a certain character. But it was still... It was still something you had to see all the way through and you wanted to see all the way through. Oh yeah, because you care about the characters and... Again, they like messed up again. Like I when Bo- before Borderlands Two came out, I was like, I already had a character I needed to play as, and I was already married to one. And this time around, I'm kind of like, I'll just play whoever nobody else is playing. <laughs> oh no, you know. Whereas with Destiny, it's like, oh, I have to be Hunter. Like I'm married to that class, right? Like I know, I know a lot of people play with all three characters, but each player in Destiny is married to a class, like. Yeah, and now they made it to where you don't have to play with all three if you don't really want to, with the exception yeah. of mm-hmm. one master race, master class that you got going on in there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, I don't know, I 
like we've had we've had five years of Destiny. We it's been seven years since Borderlands two. Uh, the pre sequel came out. I wasn't a big fan, but also at the same time, it was that felt more like a DLC than than uh than an actual full game. So I've been we've been waiting. All our Borderlands boys have been have been waiting since Borderlands two, and we finally got Borderlands three. And yeah, sure, it's all it's more Borderlands, right? But there is just it's it's almost like uh, remember that article that Jason Schreier wrote about Bioware and how they weren't allowed to talk about Destiny when they were developing Anthem. Mm-hmm. Right. It's kind of like it was the same thing here, like there were, where they didn't want to adopt things that really work well in Destiny, and that reason why Destiny is the king looter shooter still. Well, John, let me ask you something because this is very um, interesting to me with Borderlands coming out because it looks I like the art style like the art style would be the one thing that would try to rope me into that game yeah but other than that there's not much advertisement wise that I've seen where they're trying to reach out to me who's never played a Borderlands game before to jump in and play it it feels like anybody who has played Borderlands is who they're catering to well that's that's the thing that's the problem right that's what I think and their model for this one is like you know bigger is better like I was talking to uh, our Destiny friends the other night, or last night, I guess, uh, while we were playing Destiny, and I was like, a billion guns looks really good to somebody who's never played a, a looter shooter before, or looks really good to a Borderlands fan, but in practice, it's kind of horrible, because I've gotten garbage loot, <laughs> because there's a billion things in the pool to pull from. So that decreases my chances even more of getting good stuff. They meant bigger load screens is actually what they meant. Oh, yeah, that too. You just didn't see the, now, yeah. the text below that. <laughs> no, but I think but that's yeah, what's so, cool about Destiny. The devs literally said, we are changing this game for Shadowkeep to try to appeal to players that haven't played the game before while still keeping the players satisfied who have. Yeah. And then making that claims enough to get new well, that's, people come in. That's what they have to do, right? Because the problem with the Destiny 2 launch was they were trying more or so to care to cater to getting new players and they kind of lost the hardcores there. So you're saying that Borderlands rather than doing any version of that, they're just like, this is a bigger version of our old game to the point yeah, where I they mean, can't that's contain all it. it. <laughs> it's not, it's not mind-blowing or... It's not I any mean, like revolutionary. They, they didn't do a lot of yeah. new stuff. It's just like the same stuff with new skins. It's this. It's the same shit. Like it's, and it's not like like that's like you got. I I, I will always give credit where credits due. And yeah, Borderlands, they are the OGs. They started the whole looter shooter thing. But at the same time, like you know, you can't just get make the same product over and over again exactly the same way the first one was when people have when other developers have evolved on that looking at you apple yeah exactly but like it's i don't know like there's something about just running around shooting stuff or running around gathering materials for a side quest and then there it's another thing entirely to work together with five other people to complete a really hard mechanics based activity with truly uh, true rewards for being for you know and I'm talking about raiding. Right. And that's something that Destiny that Destiny has. They they're the ones that to bring that to to shooters. So what you're really looking for is like a sense of pride and a No, not that. Not that. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Just cel-shaded Destiny. 
you know, it's it's kind of frustrating. No, so, because, I understand. Because like you said, like, and, you know, like you said before, when we were talking about uh, the Pixel and the iPhone, uh, Jesse, you were saying, you know, when two when two big head big heads go at it and compete really really aggressively, then the consumer will be the true winner there because you're just get you'll get good stuff out of good stuff out of good stuff. Yeah, man, competition is healthy. Yeah, and I don't want Bungie to rest on their laurels again and release garbage. That's true. <laughs> you know, so, so we, I was kind of looking forward to like everybody was saying, oh yeah, Borderlands like Destiny's got like Bungie's got something to worry about this fall they said that about anthem too but come on none of us were sweating on that i know i wasn't i wasn't sweating on it but it, it would have been nice to have and i felt the same way about anthem like a year before it came out i was like man this looks like you know they might be able to push push the envelope a little bit get Bungie on back on their toes i had zero faith so are we a big enough podcast to give this a, a dead game stamp or a wait and see <laughs> no stamp? It's, no it's definitely not it's it's still really it's still really fun. And like I said, like this is something that I've been playing with my friends uh that aren't like my hardcore destiny group, you know. So we're going to do so a, they're, they're having fun. Are we going to do a wait and see or a grit your teeth and bear it? I mean, I'm I'm going to I mean, it's not like it's unplayable, you know. I'm not getting some of the, I'm not getting some of those game-breaking errors and bugs that Anthem that I've heard from Anthem like the rubber band effects and oh god you know like that kind of stuff can we not okay. I don't I'm already having flashbacks just, <laughs> it's mostly just quality of life stuff that they should have incorporated things that th- that could be patched okay so grit your teeth and bear it that's our I guess yeah but I'm not like you know like like Amir said you're just kind of going through the motions yeah I'm just kind of going through it and having I'm having more fun messing with my friends uh in the game like exploiting things like there's this there's this feature yeah there's this feature where you can like mark something on the map for your team like if it's chest like a little chest will pop up and i would be like yo guys there's there's a chest up here there's a weapon chest up here and i would mark it but it's just like a trash can (laughs) so it's like yeah i'm having fun doing that kind of stuff like exploiting things that the way that they weren't supposed to be and every time somebody gets out of their car like everyone has to be careful because somebody might blow it up or something like that kind of stuff. So it's still fun. You know, it's borderlands. It's just, it's not blowing my mind. I mean, you still got a couple of weeks and then, uh, and then you'll be back in destiny. Cause well, know, that's, I mean, that's what I said. Shadow yeah. Shadow, once shadow keep comes out, it's like, it's over true until, until they lose me. But you know, so yeah, the resolution issues are there. Lots of problems. Still fun with friends. Yeah. Cool. But again, like gearbox isn't, one to like I wouldn't put that on their shoulders to to push the the gaming resolution to the next gen like they're not like I don't know like naughty dog or yeah it does bother me that like 18 eight like they're not even pushing 4k they're not even trying yeah like I think that that bothers me especially if I had like a, a PS4 pro and I can like I can do all this stuff and I can push my system further same with the xbox you know do the same thing but no because you don't even get a choice they just they just whatever yeah it's just it just that just bothers me but whatever um at least you're having a good time for the for the most part even though it's not what you had hoped it would be i was speaking of which my cousin just texted me saying that what the golf is really is really awesome told you so Dude, there you go. 10 out of 10. Never going to play it. Never going to play it now. 
Ten out of ten. Because too many people like it. Uh huh. Gotta stay on that hipster status. Until you see my high scores. Uh, you can't be a hipster unless you have a beard. Do you have a beard? Who are you asking? Well, Jesse, I know you have a beard. Yeah, you. I wish I had a beard. a beard. Yeah, see, there it is. Wish I could grow one. Oh, uh, I sent you guys a screenshot of Pinball Wizard, Jesse. I don't know if that's gonna tickle your fancy, dude. Or not. I'm so frustrated. I saw <laughs> that and I'm like, I just, I'm gonna find. I need it. I'm gonna find a phone. Dude, just give it a couple days. I'm eligible for my upgrade on the 30th of this month. Are you up? You're, you're actually you're gonna upgrade to yeah. the 11. Yeah, I'm gonna do. Oh uh, yeah, we needed somebody to. Oh, I know, and that's why I got so excited. He and I were talking on the phone the other day, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be upgrading." And I was like, "Oh yeah, well good, because we need somebody to actually like Thank evaluate God. the iPhone 11." Because I have a 10s, and I don't really want to upgrade, but I'll do it for the sake of the podcast. Yeah, um, I was gonna do my plan. I asked my wife, and she said she's absolutely fine with having the 11, like after I'm done with it. So, um, since I run a business account, I can change. I technically have five phone numbers. Jesus. So I can uh, change them around if I want to. Um, wow. It's cheaper to have five than it is to have two. And you can just write all this stuff off. Yeah. At the end of the well, year, I mean, they right? give you a credit. They give you credit for every yeah. number or every line you open up. And I have there unlimited like data on all of them. Yeah. It's a benefit for running a business, I guess. Must be nice to be rich. Oh, just <laughs> acting like you are. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anybody have a segue for this? No, I have, I'm out. All right, All sweet. Out of segues. Okay. Um, so Sony had an event uh, a while back, and we're just now getting the video and the specs from this. So there's a there's a tweet with a little video of the PS4 Pro compared to quote next gen PlayStation. Uh, we're gonna call that the PlayStation Five. Um, which is really, really cool. So we were talking a while back how good the how good the new PlayStation is when it comes to loading and how fast you'll be able to get into the game and stuff like that. Um, so they clocked the PlayStation 4 Pro at, you know, Jesus, it, it came in at like 8 seconds, uh, 8, 8, 10, and then the next-gen, quote, PlayStation 5 came in at 0.83 to load. Wow. Which is that's bananas, man. Uh, I'll link it again. It just it just looks really cool. And then in their in their statement about what the next gen is gonna come out with, man, it just makes me happy. 8K support. Oh god, we're still gonna have disc support, which makes me sad because I want to see the discs go away. But of course, some people are attached to their physical games and movies and can't just move on. 3D audio, ray tracing, backwards compatibility, which is really, which is really cool because we didn't have that with PlayStation 4. You couldn't go backwards and play old games. You had to get them all new, which sucked. Grand Theft Auto loved it. I bought that game twice. <laughs> and then all new CPU and GPU. We don't know what those actually have, um, but it is really cool. Uh, and I look forward more and more to seeing when this is actually going to come out. They have a lot of data about how their brand is looked at also in this report uh, and like where they rank in different countries. Um, in they have the UK, Germany, and the US. So in the US, PlayStation like as a brand is 13th, which I find hilarious. Pinterest is three, which blows my mind and I call shenanigans. I don't know where they got these numbers, but I think that 
Pinterest being more recognizable than Google. That's kind of, that. Yeah, that's shenanigans. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know where they got the numbers. I don't know where they they came up with this. I'll have all of this in the show notes. It's just um, it's just kind of surprising to me looking at these. Dude, what the golf is awesome. I'm playing it right now. Dude, I told you. So good. <laughs> so silly. I'm sorry, Jesse. I'm making you jealous. Yeah, this is when you hear my headphones hit the ground. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? God dang it. <laughs> I'm going to go steal my neighbor's iPhone or something. Dude, you can download it on your phone. You just got to upgrade to iOS 13. 0.1. 13.1. Dude, the 0.1's where I draw the line. <laughs> Wait, what phone do you have now, Jesse? You did what to who? What What phone do you have now? I have the iPhone 8 Plus. Don't forget oh, it gross. Yeah. Just upgrade tomorrow, dude. Well, I have to wait till the 30th. Otherwise, Verizon will slap me with a big old charge across the face. Oh, yeah. Well, that's no fun. Because handcuffs are cool. I'm pretty sure we've uh, lost John. So, uh, welcome to the Jesse and Steven podcast. And John's going to be giggling in the background. Hey, man. I need to I need to distract myself from being upset about the Super Nintendo controllers. <laughs> John Apple Arcade Suarez. That's pretty great. So these next two I thought and I put specifically in here for Jesse. Oh yeah? Very considerate. Both of these are for you. So we got the one plus design before their event. And then uh <laughs> Huawei's entire flagship was announced, specs, everything was launched, or quote, leaked uh, before their event uh, on Thursday. Yeah, can you say it was leaked if they acknowledged it, right? You can, but uh, it's wrong. They're like, guys, it was leaked. It was so accidental. (laughs) Oh, no. It's the same with the Pixel. (laughs) Oops. My bad. Sorry, guys. Now, Jesse, uh, could you could you describe of these phones for uh, the listeners, please? All right, which one? Are both of them together? Is it's this... up to you, man. This is I'm gonna leave this entire segment to you because I'm gonna find this hilarious. Do I get to angry rant on this? You get to do whatever you want, buddy. Is this what I said? Did I say something bad about the design before? I cannot it... confirm nor deny uh, if the glove doesn't fit. Because this I big old stupid circle right here. Let me tell you something. <laughs> this thing is ridiculous. The the one plus one. <laughs> I like what they're going with it. I like the color scheme. I like the form factor. But good God, the flash is in the middle of the phone. I can't stand that. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. Now, at least with Huawei's, it looks like they intended on that being there. It was like part of the design of the phone. They didn't just slap a circle on the back end of it. But I swear, if you have night terrors and you wake up and look at this, you're going to think a Cyclops is coming to get you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of, uh, uh, what's the name? Oh, God. Trevor from the, from oh, the, God. the, the Destiny yeah. Quest. That's what it looks like. It's another Destiny reference for the listeners. Sorry for you. From the, out, from the Outbreak Quest. I'll try, I'll try and find a, a picture of Trevor and throw it in the show notes as a comparison. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's what we're getting closer to. Now, at least with... With Huawei's, it's at the top. Their camera circle is at the top. And it has some design elements around the circle. It looks like they're trying to pretty it up. And I appreciate that. That means something to me. But the OnePlus, 
It's just like, hey, here's a camera, and we threw it on the back of the phone for you. Don't complain to us anymore. It just looks, oh, man. I like, all right, so I guess I get to jump in here. I like, Huawei's looks more like a handheld camera. You know, if you turn it on its side, that looks like a camera. Like, that lens looks like it would kind of expand and go out. Like, you know, the old cameras when you power them on. And the lens kind of comes out and you know it's ready to take a picture. Like that lens looks like it would do that. Obviously it's not. But it looks like it could and it kind of tricks your eyes into thinking, oh, this is this is a camera phone. Like that's what I'm supposed to do with this. Where's that flash, Steven? Where's that flash on Huawei? It's off to the left, man. Heck yeah, where it's supposed to be. (laughs) Kinda like a camera. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But then you look at OnePlus and you zoom in and you look at this this like circle in the middle. And okay, so Huawei's has their lenses uh, in a circle in a square pattern. So you have one like to the top left of the circle, top right, bottom right, um, and then bottom left. And then you look at Huawei's or um, OnePlus and their circle, they have the flash at the bottom of the circle in the center. Then they have a lens right above that. And then to the left and to the right, they have a circle. So each of their lenses are in a line and then underneath the center lens is the flash. And that's what like pisses me off the most is because there's no like inner design to this. It's just like, well, how do we, uh, where do we put all the lenses? Like whatever, just, just, fuck, just put them in there. Yeah. This looks like something my daughter just drew in first grade today. It's like, we have a circle. Where should we put the little circles? I don't know. Put them across the middle. That seems right. I can't get behind it. I can't get behind one plus one. And listen, I love one plus one or one plus seven now. <laughs> one plus seven T. <laughs> Huawei wins the design in this one. I mean, I think that so smart how they did this and they went full like they know what it looks like to put that many cameras in a giant black circle in the middle of your phone. Not middle, right? It's the top, but still centered. But they went full, like like you said, like, we're going to make it look like a camera. Makes sense. It's the only thing that does make sense. Let's do it. Yeah, and they that, also have, like, a smaller notch, smaller bezels. And if we look at, like, OnePlus, like, they have this weird, like, I'm looking at, like, the drawings right here and, like, on the front of the screen. Like, it looks like the bezels are bigger on on the OnePlus, and then also at the very top, like on the front facing, it, I don't know, it looks kind of like a nipple cutout instead of a notch. <laughs> hey, yeah, dude, patting that. It's just weird. And now I can't unsee a face in the back of OnePlus. Like if you look at the, if you expand it and you look at the rightmost drawing of the back of the phone, that looks like a face. And you know what's sad is like everybody was talking about or not everybody, but there were a bunch of bashers uh, talking about how people with tryptophobia were getting triggered by the iPhone 11's design. What about something like this? Right? Like this is this is way worse. It's so worse. I think it's terrible. That's why I just wanted to bring I'm it scared. up. I'm scared. I'm scared of this. I'm actually scared of this phone design. People are gonna freak out, man. Honorable, have- honorable mention on Huawei is the uh, Porsche design. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to throw that in there, but I didn't think so. For vomit fuel. (laughs) (laughs) It's very interesting. They're, um, you know, they're trying. 
they're trying stuff. Yeah, they're like, listen, we can mess up too. Here's a here's a version of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does look pretty bad. But like, I like their Mate Thirty, man. Like the Mate Thirty looks, and again, I said it before, and I'll say it again. Like this is what the iPhone Eleven should have looked like. It looks cleaner. I like how the lenses are centered on the phone. It just it looks better than the yeah. iPhone. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Get this phone instead, Jesse, and miss out on Apple Arcade. Well, you know, I have a theory based off of the most recent iPhone announcements. Is we have to want something for next year always. If they ever give us what we want, we won't be happy. Well, yeah. you have to tell them what you want, what you really, really want. And then I might tell them mm. what I want, what I really, really want. <laughs> I wanna, Don't. I wanna, I wanna camera in the center of my freaking iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> we killed oh, him. Oh man, he <laughs> said, "He's good, man." And that's uh. gonna be the intro to our show. Is that right there? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just exited out of the show notes. There we go. That's how you do it. All right. Um, okay, so I think we're all in agreement. The Huawei design beats the crap out of the OnePlus. What's going to be the killer like feature is going to be the specs. We don't know what the specs are going to be. We can guess based on the OnePlus 7 Pro, what the new OnePlus is going to be. Huawei is kind of a hit or miss, depending on how their uh, OS is going to work, um, what with the bannings and stuff, so... It'll be interesting, but as far as like design-wise, man, Huawei wins. I think, all in agreement. Yeah, yeah. So. Make it their campaign logo. Huawei, Huawei wins. Huawei wins. Huawei wins. Huawei wins. Speaking of people winning and what LG's not doing, uh, this is the very last thing that I have on our show notes. Um, so at the recent Apple event, they launched, uh, a new seventh gen iPad. We talked about it last week. Um, LG decided that they were going to, they were going to release a, a, a tablet. They're getting back into the tablet game. And I don't know why looking at these specs, I don't have any words. You know what it reminds me of is that meme where it's like, you want to go somewhere, but your mom says you have to take your little brother. <laughs> yeah. That's what it reminds me of. It's, it's bad. Like, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> they're like, no, we're doing it too, though. Like, we, we've got we've got this. That's uh, it's crazy. So the, <laughs> the LG G-Pad 5 oh, is, the, is the name. Yep. yep. LG G-Pad. It hurts. Yep. It hurts so bad. Got it. Got it. <laughs> it's like they had a stroke. Peacock. The LG, <laughs> LG Peacock. Yeah, Peacock. Streaming exclusively on the G-Pad. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, All right. I don't know what you heard about me. <laughs> G-Pad. The G-Pad, baby. G-Pad Peacock. Oh, my God. Um... So just to uh, give people an idea of what is in this thing. All right. Four gigs of RAM, 32 gigs of storage for a tablet. Snapdragon 821. 
Dude, say it like the article said it. That's way worse. The article <laughs> said, learn that the new tablet called the LG G-Pad 5, of course, there were four more apparently, will be powered by a, a very old Qualcomm Snapdragon 821 processor. <laughs> they listed a very old. <laughs> they said it right there. It's in print. <laughs> That's... Right now, they're on Snapdragon 855, and this is an 821. Oh my god, little brother. Little brother status. That's not even little brother. That's, I don't... That's like, we take care of this kid, but he's not really ours? 20, <laughs> 2016, man. It's from 2016. Oh, man. That got John a little bit. Uh. Oh, man. So, this is the, uh, this is the, um coffee table edition right this what can like, i use as a white noise machine for my room but i don't want to use my phone i was thinking if you didn't want like stains on your coffee table then <laughs> just use this <laughs> as your coffee table <laughs> like or your coaster you know you just put your drinks down on it it could take any drink size if you think about it dude it's too it's priced at 285 like i don't know and of course google stopped they were just like nah we're we're not good at tablets and they are not. The Pixel Slate is trash. But this, I don't know. What's worse than trash? Uh, hot trash, steaming trash, fresh trash. This is going to be one of those things they give you for being like one of the first people to show up for a Black Friday special like JCPenney. <laughs> you hand this tablet to your five-year-old and they're actually going to trash you. Dude, you know what is, I mean? This is... It's just bad, so just just take it from us and the writers of this article. If LG's going to get back into the tablet game, they need to do literally anything but this. Stick yeah. to TVs, guys. And I was actually upset at the, uh, the name of this website that was linked. Um, I would like somebody else to say the uh, web address, please. Phone Arena? Okay. My eyes were deceiving me. I saw <laughs> Phone Arena. <laughs> <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> I'm like, why oh, is Phonaria telling me about old Snapdragons <laughs> right now? Oh man. Oh my God. This is Tabletaria right here. <laughs> You're welcome, buddy. Uh, so, flow. what makes this tablet even worse? And you you might be thinking, but Stephen, it's already bad. How could it be even worse? Oh well, I'll tell you, hypothetical listener. So, uh, on top of this, uh, to, to make the tablet market even worse, Samsung have a uh, tab six that they came out. It has Snapdragon 855, but of course, much like many products, what's the downside? Well, it comes with an S pen, but what can't you do? You can't attach the S pen to your tablet, to the, the primo tablet that Samsung sells. You can't even like attach it or like slide it in, you know, like where the S Pen is supposed to go on like the note. You can't do that with the tablet. There's no hole for you to put your S Pen. And it also doesn't have a magnetic attachment, so you can't even hook it up on the top like another brand I know. So, you know, Android people, it just might not be your year for tablets. Oh, yeah. It'll, it'll never be their year for tablets. Actually, it might. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if we've ever delved into this, and I don't want to talk too much about it, but 
Dude, I was really hoping that the Google Slate was going to be the iPad competitor and like knock Apple down a couple notches because I mean, if you want a tablet, where do you go? Apple. Like they're their everything is so smooth, it works well even if you're a Samsung user. But like if you if you use Android products, where what do you do? You just get a laptop. Yeah. Yeah. No, I had I mean, a client give me a personal trainer, by the way. So it's not like I'm a, I don't work with anybody psychologically to where I force them to give me gifts like this. But they gave me, uh, I can't even remember what tablet it was, but it was definitely not an iPad. And uh, I ended up just giving it away. But I mean, they gave it to me. <laughs> so I gave it away. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go buy an iPad. Thanks for, uh, thanks for wasting my time. They're like, here, here's my... Uh... You're the garbage man, right? Can you take care of this for me? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, the fact you just gave it to me. You couldn't even put it in, like, a, a hefty bag for me? You just, like, gave it to me? And I'm not even wearing gloves? Yeah. That's just rude. But, I mean, that's what, I mean, you you are messing around on one of those. People come up and they say they're sorry for you for no reason. <laughs> you know, they put their hand <laughs> on your shoulder. They're like, listen, you know, we've all had a rough. People start like putting money like next to you. Like, yeah. hey man, look, I know. <laughs> here you go. Like, we're out here. You know, we we get it. We understand. You you want to come share my barrel? That's right. They uh, they just gently put an apple sticker right over the back end of it. <laughs> it make you feel better, buddy. <laughs> well, good gentlemen. I don't think I have anything else. Uh, was there anything no. else y'all wanted to bring up? Not in particular. Or at all. Nope. Uh, Updates coming soon on uh, Apple Arcade scores. Jesse, Jesse, it's not going to happen, little buddy. I'm sorry to break it to you. Any listener, post your scores out there. Come for front-end tech scores. We are challenging you right now. (laughs) We good. See ya. Okay, bye.